This episode of the Productivityist Podcast is brought to you by Gantt Pro. Gantt Pro is an interactive online project management tool for people who love planning with timelines and Gantt charts. I'll have more on Gantt Pro during this episode of the podcast, so stick around for that. This episode of the Productivityist Podcast is also brought to you by Met. Pro. MetPro is a world-renowned concierge nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle coaching company. Using metabolic profiling, MetPro's team of experts analyze your metabolism and provides an individualized approach to obtaining your goals. I'll have more about MetPro during this episode of the podcast, but for now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast, the 250th episode of the Productivityist Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Vardy, and this week on the show, we're going to do something a little bit different. What we're doing is we're going to have a guest that's actually the producer of the podcast, John Polster. He's been on the show before. We're doing something completely different. What we did was we wanted to try to mix things up a bit and test some sort of new format that we were thinking about either revamping the podcast to become or to just try something new and maybe have an additional podcast, maybe a seasonal podcast or something like that. What we do in this episode, what I do for John in this episode, is we kind of do a week in the life, right? And it, it's almost like I'm going through my coaching process with uh, with John throughout this episode. So what you're going to hear is snippets of our calls that we had over the course of several days so that, you know, John could kind of adopt that time crafting mentality. Now, truth be told, John knows my work and is pretty familiar with it. So it wasn't as big of a leap for him. Let's say he's very familiar. And maybe you've been listening to the show for a long time and it won't be as big of a leap for you. But this is an interesting episode. I want to do something different for the 250th episode because, I mean, that's a, that's quite the milestone. And I figured this was something different that we could do that we could try. Now, if you like this episode, it's different than all the other ones we've done, then I want you to email me at podcast at productivityist.com and let me know. If you didn't like the episode, do the same thing. Um, but this is a little bit of a different episode. You're going to kind of get to see behind the scenes as to what a, a typical coaching experience with me is like uh, in truncated form. But you'll get a sense of that throughout this episode. So without further ado, here is the 250th episode of the Productivity is Podcast. Enjoy. So John, how are you doing this fine Monday morning? Feeling optimistic about the week. It's, uh, I don't know, around eight o'clock and... Uh... I think I'm clear on what needs to happen this week, but you know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. So what what do you have lined up for today? What's what? I mean, I know you're theming your time a little bit because I, I listened to. Uh, uh, we, I mean, you had a podcast episode that I was on and stuff, so we talked a little bit about it. And you've been doing that for a while. So what what's your theme for today? What do you have lined up for today? You know, I don't think my theme is clear enough. I, I have a, yeah, I, have a, <laughs> I almost need a coaching session here. I have a jumble of like different things that I'm either trying to be caught up on, trying to be clear about doing, but I honestly, I have not sat down and gotten really clear about what the theme is for today or even this week. Okay. So you have nothing now, but what normally would Monday, what's Mon? Do you have a normal theme for Monday, like a consistent theme on Mondays or is Mondays one of those days that's still kind of open and you just kind of go into Monday with, all right, here's let, let, like, here's the lay of the land. And then kind of Tuesday's work kicks in for you. I don't, yeah, I don't have really consistent theming by day. The only, the only theme that I have by day is that I have no meetings on Friday, um, 
Wednesdays, every other Wednesday, I do volunteer coaching in a prison setting. So I know I'm going to that. And so I don't have meetings on those days. So typically I think I have coaching, like coaching day is typically Tuesday and Thursday. But beyond that, it's like whatever I think I need to be working on to bootstrap my business. When it comes to, so like how important to you is like getting the week started off right? Even even with that theme in mind, like how important is it for you to kind of get through today and be like, okay, I am now ready for Tuesday, which is my coaching day. And, you know, I can now deliberately focus on that without having other things kind of either uh, get in my way or have remained in my way because I didn't get them done, you know, the day before. That's interesting. (laughs) I don't usually think, I don't think, I don't consciously think that way. I might think about it like, I might look at my calendar and say, okay, I have these coaching calls tomorrow, but in terms of preparation for them, it's fairly light. I'll get an agenda in advance. And so I might, you know, spend 10, 15 minutes going over it. But in terms of like really, I really need to nail today so that tomorrow works. I'm not really thinking of it that way. Okay. So, uh, and finally, like just, I want to leave you with something going into tomorrow. So, once we, we could, yeah, give me some, yeah, homework. yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk tomorrow. Um, but I want you to think about how, when you think back to Monday, so you think back to today, how could you, uh, how, how, what worked, what didn't, how could you have better leveraged the day? What, what was the one thing that you kind of did that you feel kicked off your week and propelled your week forward in a way that, you know, is going to be you know, super beneficial to you. Because if you don't have, um, you know, I mean, I think that 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 momentum, to me, it's really helpful. Um, You know, especially if you like, if you're not really thinking in terms of, okay, day by day, but you're thinking like week, uh, like, what's my goal for the week? Maybe that's the thing that you come back with tomorrow with me is like, you say, okay, you know what, you know, this week, uh, I decided yesterday that the week's going to look this way. Um, I want to know when we talk tomorrow, no matter when we talk tomorrow, because we haven't really decided when we're going to talk tomorrow, how, how that's shaping up. Like, what did Monday do for you? And what didn't it do for you? Sound good? Okay. Yeah, it sounds good. And it's, I guess as we're talking, like, there's some really, there's some, like, there's probably like three or four big things in my mind that I want to do this week. One of them is like getting a professional Zoom account set up so mm-hmm. I can do a webinar. Um, so that's one thing, but, and that's an easy, quick win. Like that's that you could do that in, yeah, uh, I'll do that in in 15 minutes, but I've been procrastinating on it because I'm like, well, blah, blah, blah. So, right. Okay. Right. I will come back tomorrow with a very clear picture of what needs to happen this week. And, and you know what? And here's the thing. It doesn't have to be. It, uh, what I'm more, what I'm more concerned about is making sure that when you look back on Monday, like did it, did you set the stage or was it just a day? Cause, and that's fine. Like, here's the thing is that Mondays for some people are just triage days. They're just like, let me like Monday becomes almost like a carryover from the week before where they're just closing up shop from like, they're just dealing with lingering things. And then about midway through Monday, they they've, they can now finally move forward. So it'd be interesting to hear if, if, if that's what happens for you or, or whatnot. Sound good. Sounds good. All right, I'll talk to you. Yeah, I'll talk to you tomorrow.
So, John, it's Tuesday, and what uh, before we dive into what your plans are for today, uh, I left you sitting with a question of, you know, you had some, you know, how how is Monday going to treat you without, you know, having a, a definitive plan? You had that one thing you're going to do. You blew my right? mind. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you totally, ahead. you totally changed the game. So, what I think your best, your best question was, you know, how is how is Monday going to set the stage for the week or something? And it was like. Mm-hmm. Whoa, not at all. <laughs> so what am I going to do about that? And man, I totally went to town. I, um, it was such a great question because I sat it, just, maybe it's also the example of the, the beauty of like having a coach or someone that's like just not you in your head because I had in my head that, that I was pretty organized and that I was pretty clear in my themes and what I was doing. And then when you asked me that question, I was like, wait a minute. I'm not. What are my themes? And so the long and short is I spent, I decided that Monday was admin day. Mm-hmm. I wrote out all the days of the week. And then I just said, okay, what exactly are the themes for these days? Then I took that. I went into Trello and I made sure that everything has a label representing the theme for that task. And that was totally illuminating. And then I was like, okay, wow, this question of what do I really need to get done this week? I know a whole bunch of things I need to get done, but like I said yesterday, the one I really need to get going is getting ready to do this webinar and pick a date and know what it's going to be about enough to advertise it. And so that's my big goal for the week. Um, and I just cannot tell you like how much sanity I'm feeling kind of knowing and I know this because we talked about this before, but just, I don't know. I'm just I'm kind of on a high here because it's like, okay, all the stuff that's hanging over my head that I'm like, I got to do this. I got to do this. It's like, no, shut up. You know, today is Tuesday. Today is is um, learning day, learning slash client day. What I did, by the way, is I have some kind of sometimes two themes for a day, but I have a right. predominant theme. So today's theme is learning. And so when I look at all the business development things that are on my list, it's like, no, you don't have to worry about that today. All you have to worry about is the most important things around learning and getting this webinar going. So focus on that stuff. And so, yeah, so, you know, lesson to myself for the future is like how to how to set up Monday to launch the week. Oh my gosh, like plan it on Saturday or Sunday or just not on yeah. Monday. Like, whoa. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was going to get to. So, so. Monday became a day where you kind of set the stage and you kind of put it in place. But Mondays is Monday going to be that for you going forward, or is it going to be something else? It's going to be it's going to be admin slash business development. Then the thought there is a lot of business development I'm doing right now is meeting with people or setting up meetings to meet with setting up times to meet with people, and so mm-hmm. it's going to be a, kind of a combination of admin business development. Gotcha, gotcha. So Sunday now all of a sudden it becomes kind of that, or Saturday depending. Um, is going to become kind of the day where you set the stage, like a planning day or, or or an optimization day or whatever you want to call it. Totally. Well, and I'm I'm also seeing that you know this can be done at any time. So mm-hmm. if Friday is kind of light, uh, and I'm you know I'm using Trello to kind of organize everything, that at any time I can kind of get the cards set up and kind of get my mind clear on what needs to happen on Monday. Like I don't have to wait till Sunday. So. What are you going to learn today? What I'm learning today is 
um, I've been to some recent seminars, events, and I have some recordings and I've been meaning to go through those recordings and capture and clean up my notes. So that's what I'm going to do. So I, I want to ask you as we get close to wrapping up kind of how Tuesday looks because it's still early in the day for you. Um, would it be once you've done that, because it sounds like you've cleared the decks to be able to do that, uh, tomorrow, let me know how it feels to get that, that data, which is essentially at this point, kind of like in a pile, really kind of organized and, and curated. And because I think it's, it's almost like a subset of tasks in a lot of ways, right? You know what I mean? Like when you're to do list kind of, you have so many to do's or so many tasks and they're not really segmented or curated or whatever you want to call it. I want you to tomorrow when we talk, let's, let's find out how it feels when you have information. Cause this is what you're doing is you're parsing out information in a way that, you know, kind of will either be useful or makes more sense to you. I want tomorrow. Let's talk a little bit about that because believe it or not, uh, I think there's something else that you can learn from doing that as well. And we'll get into that tomorrow. Sound Ooh, good. Yeah. sounds like a mystery. All right. Here <laughs> All go. right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay. Happy Wednesday, John. Happy Wednesday to you. So, uh, yesterday, what'd you learn yesterday? Yesterday, your focus was learning, right? So, yeah, you know what? Um, yesterday we learned that, well, never <laughs> what did you learn yesterday? Like when you're focusing on, on learning, Caster, let's start over. <laughs> no, 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 no. But let's, 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 I mean, you, you set out Tuesday as your focus for, cause that was your daily theme was to learn. So did you spend, yes. did, first off, did, so you did focus on learning, like when you were pulled away by other things, did you, when you got out of that, did you say, okay. What am I going to do now? Oh, I know. Today I'm supposed to focus on learning. And and if you did that, then what did you learn? Like how much how much did you learn yesterday? How much time did you spend on that? I ended up spending like four hours. And what I learned was, dang, it feels good to like focus on something and complete it, and to have discipline. Yeah. The old you know Cal Newport deep deep work. I mean, I would say one of the keys to that though is I've got this thirty minute sand timer, mm-hmm. and I love it because it's not like the kitchen timer that has that annoying beep. It's just yep. very Zen-like. And mm-hmm. I stick it right next to my computer and it's like, you cannot leave your seat. Uh, like it's get everything ready, food and water. And then it was just focuses. Like you cannot get up until that timer is done. And I did how, a whole bunch of those and it so helped. How, so that's like a lot of the, pom- like yeah. very Pomodoro technique totally. kind of thing. But But so are you more of a, of a visual, like a lot of people will use like apps for things like that. Like you're like, there is something to be said for having like a vision. Like I've got this timular, uh, this, uh, you know, this Z by timular where I can see like right now my focus should be on audio because that's what I'm seeing here. Mm. But, and that's what we're working on, but it's not a timer. Like it doesn't count down. It more or less counts up. Like how much time did I spend on this? So I can see, Hey, did, was my focus today? Like did the majority of my time get spent on audio or did it, did it not? Like, how can I, so I'll look at that data. Yours is, you've got the sand timer, which I used to have like an hourglass as well. And I, you know, I got, once you have young kids around, I got rid of it because yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh no glass. But are you more of like, I need to see it in front of me so that rather than have like this little timer going on in the background or an app that people, that, that, that could, could do the same thing. I think what I like about the sand timer is there's no way it can distract me. Mm-hmm. Like it's just yeah. glass and sand. Whereas mm-hmm. if I've got this timer app running, it's kind of, it's in the toolbar and you would think that seeing the numbers count down would motivate me, but it doesn't. And then 
when creates it creates anxiety probably more than anything or else. Or it's just, or then I'm like toggling to it, or there's just something. And I've done the timer on my phone, but then you know the phone, you got to turn the phone on to see where you, it's just. I don't know. There's mm-hmm. like the sand never fails. It's right there, and there's something. I don't know, just kind of zen about just watching those little crystals fall and just there's, I don't, I, maybe there's some science behind it. Probably, probably there. Are you only using it for when you're focusing on the theme for that day? Are you using it for all, like, are you using it for all types of tasks? Like I'm going to focus for a 30 minute. I I use it here and there. I use it kind of off and on. I use it. (laughs) I would try to use it for, I would try to use it with very specific intent in mind. So I would say, Oh, I'm working on something that is related to like, what's your theme for today? What's your focus going to be for today's theme is audio it's well as we talked yesterday so i'm doing kind of dual themes so i guess the other thing i learned yesterday was my theme was uh learning and client work so i had the dual theme and yes Mm -hmm. i met with a client the client work that i had scheduled to do in trello didn't get touched so i Mm -hmm. overestimated how much i could accomplish yesterday but at the consequence or benefit of that I focused on these two specific things that were around mm-hmm. learning and I got them done and it felt so good. Like I right. haven't felt that good about a day and I don't know how long. So, so that was so ch- worth it. Yeah. My challenge for you would be to say, you know what, what if, what if you see how today goes with this dual theme thing? Because yeah, <laughs> um, there's there's a couple ways to do it that I find work. Either you but you have to have some boundaries around it. Like okay, mornings is one learning, and- afternoons is client. Now you, I know you have client meetings. I have client meetings too. I have a client meeting today. Today's my audio day. But that all that does is I call it an abstraction. It's like uh, it's almost like an aberration on your calendar. Like oh, this is taking me away from my daily theme. And then when I'm done that call, I go back to the daily theme. Um, so the client meeting for me is literally that hour. And maybe, you know, obviously sending, you know, any correspondence or whatever, whatever is re- revolving around that client is in that time space. And then when that's done, I just go back to audio work. So I would almost challenge that. I mean, you probably meet with clients multiple times per week. Client work should be happening in and around those meetings. And maybe I know you Thursday is your other client work day, right? It's right. another hybrid. And, and by, cl- so, by client work, what I'm meaning there is. It's not just meetings. I get that. Yeah. It, it's also like, oh, I. I need to tune up this agreement so that when my next client comes on board, I don't have to scramble to reword this section of the agreement or whatever. So, so yeah. So I would challenge you to maybe either number one, group that as Tuesday's learning, Thursday's client work. So that way you can focus intently on the client, that kind of stuff on a Thursday rather mm. than trying to split it or Maybe that client work, that thing you're talking about just now, like tightening up an agreement, that's more administrative work. So maybe that falls into something that maybe it falls into that bucket instead. Ah, like that's because okay. that's what happened with me. Like I don't have a like I had this for administrate. I had an administrative day like Tuesday would normally have been my administrative day up until March. It was. And then I realized that I wanted to do more video and I couldn't keep video and audio on the same day anymore because it was, it would be too much like what happened to you yesterday. So what I'm doing is Wednesday's audio day, Tuesday's now video day. And then I have this horizontal theme, which is from nine to 10, which is my, I'm kind of a low, uh, a slow starter in the morning, as you know. Uh, so from nine to 10, I focus on what I call maintenance or maintaining, which would be things like administrative work, things like that. And so now I'm giving, 
seven hours a week to that, which would be the equivalent of a work day, but instead of doing it in one day and then, you know, trying to make sure I get it all done in a Tuesday, I can now say I'm going to spend an hour on it here. Cause that kind of stuff, you could easily get lost in the minutia of the, of the shallowness of that kind of work too. Right. Like yeah. admin work often is very much a, um, it can, it, it, for some, it depends on how you define it. But for me, it's stuff that I, you can putz around with and tinker with and fool. And then all of a sudden you wonder where the day went. So for me, <laughs> right. it was very important for me to have that, that stringent horizontal timeline, as opposed to a, uh, a video like uh, an entire day because I found that the day was not as productive because I was, you know, I wouldn't get any high impact results. I go, well, sure. I went through all these little documents and things like that, but it didn't feel like I, I accomplished anything major. So yeah, yesterday was um, definitely high impact, like in a a super great way. So, so to, so tomorrow when we talk, I want to hear how Wednesday went, obviously how today went with audio. Uh, And then I, I would, you don't have to try this this week, but I would almost say, what if Thursday you, you just focused on client work? Like you just focused on the client or client admin, you could call it or mm-hmm. whatever it is mm-hmm. and see how much, cause I think you'll get into that state of flow a lot greater than, um, cause you, you'll only have one singular focus as opposed to, oh, okay, I've learned enough now. Now it's time to work on client stuff or I've done enough client stuff. Let me go back to learning. I think that that might be beneficial. Are you willing to give that a try? Totally. Totally. And All what right. was the name of the the tracking app that you mentioned? Uh, it's not an app. It's an actual physical device. It's oh. called the it's called the Z by Timeular. It's T I M E U L A R okay. and it's a physical device. Oh, interesting. I use it actually Yeah, it looks like an eight-sided die. Oh. And you and it's Bluetooth connected, so you connect it to your phone or your, your and you can actually see like pie charts and stuff. They <laughs> it, you can it's really cool because I use it like some people use it for very specific tasks like I'm on the phone, let me see how like they okay. can track that. So they use it for more to identify where their time is going based on um specific activities whereas I use it and I use this with my clients as well. I use it to see am I in fact giving the day the focus that it should be having? So am I giving on Wednesday, is there more audio happening than anything else? Is there more on Thursday? Is there more training happening than anything else on Friday? Is there more deep work happening than anything else? And if not, then I analyze that and go, why? Like what happened? And, and you could put notes in and all that stuff too. So yeah. Cause I, um, um it, I read about the app timing, the other day, yeah, and timing, I, I timing is good just for the heck of it. I'm like, eh, this could you know, be interesting. So it's kind of part I of this week's experiment. <laughs> I don't need that much data. It's a I lot. Don't think I yeah. need the, it is. I don't need that much quantitative data. I need qualitative and quantitative. But if I don't want to spend a ton of time looking, okay, how much time was I in Chrome? How much time was I in, you know, that uh, Audio Hijack Pro? Um, although, again, if I could see what apps I was using on like a Wednesday and if they're mostly audio apps, I'm like, okay, there you go. But I mean, the problem is, is that a lot of the things I do for audio are done in the browser. So all you'll see is mostly Chrome stuff, right? So I think that, that I think you can, I think whatever works for you will work as long as you go in again, I'm a big believer in whatever your intention is for a tool. Just make sure if it's, you want to have it so you can pay attention to the intentions that you, you set out for yourself. So if your intention is to give Wednesday a focus on audio and you've got a tool that will help you do that, 
then that's great. Yeah. But if you don't have that and you just say, oh, this tool will help me, it won't. It won't help you without, <laughs> without an intention first, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So, so I think that, um, I, I mean, I use, um, I've, I've installed timing as well through the set app program, you know, the one that you can get, uh, it's for Mac, where you can get, um, you know, different, different third-party apps. And because you're paying like a $9.99 a month fee you get access to as many of them as you want it's it's an interesting concept but i i don't want to get into app overwhelm no you know no. i don't think i need it and uh because again it's you know I, for me i'd rather focus on the app within all right so i will talk to you tomorrow um when you come back to me and say hey here's how wednesday went and then we can talk a little bit how Thursday's going to look are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now, you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. We're going to take a break from the proceedings now to talk about one of our sponsors for this episode, and that is Gantt Pro. Now, Gantt Pro is a fantastic tool that you can use to help you with timelines and Gantt charts. It's an interactive online project management tool, and I've added it to my workflow for very for various reasons but I'm digging into it more and more because of the fact that there's things like putting a book together putting uh, courses together doing things for my upcoming membership a lot of these things rely on certain milestones to be reached and and certain things to be working on worked on in tandem and timelines and Gantt charts allow you to do that uh, Gantt Pro is a simple UI with drag and drop simplicity and you can create your first project in seven minutes seven minutes that's that's nothing. 
can't even drink a cup of coffee in seven minutes. The onboarding process and learning curve are really short as well. And for somebody like me who I'm, I'm, I'm well-versed in productivity apps, but I am learning a lot of different apps. And so for me to be able to just jump in and say, okay, you know what? The bandwidth to getting into this is not that challenging for me because despite all the other apps I'm trying, I'm able to dig in is, is a huge win. And it's a really a perfect value for the price. Uh, Captera, which I've used and referred people to, uh, they are a uh, they are a software kind of evaluation platform, and they are specifically uh, very useful for me to for to do list apps and task management apps and pro- project management apps. But Gantt Pro ranks among the top twenty of the most affordable project management software pieces out there. Uh, it's a great fit for project managers and their teams. And I'm working with a small team, but when I can see what's going on in terms of graphic design with the website design that we're working on, for example, to redesign, when I'm seeing what's going on with, uh, you know, uh, working on my courses and things like that, and I can see what's going on with my teams, it's a fantastic advantage. And again, because it's so visual, that's really, really important. Project managers love simple planning and other great features like workload, uh, tasks assignment, which I think is huge. That way you don't overload anybody. Both of those kind of work in tandem for that. Deadlines, critical path, and baseline. And teams use it for online cooperation to leave comments, attach files, send notifications, and then track progress and statuses. So what I love about this, and and one of the things I've done with this to incorporate into my existing workflow, and this is not the first time I've done this, is in my task management app that I use as a primary I actually have a tag called Gantt Pro. And, you know, if we want to go look at something, it says, hey, this is going on in Gantt Pro. We all know to go there. So that's a simple way to integrate Gantt Pro into your workflow until it literally becomes the thing that you use, which you may want to do because you can easily share charts with clients. So outside of your organization and, of course, colleagues, and you can export Gantt charts to include them in your presentations, reports, and business plans, which can be really helpful when you're doing, like, say, marketing plans for a book you're working on or, or anything like that. It's, it's just a fantastic tool. And Gantt charts aren't new to me, but I've always been hesitant to adopt them. Gantt Pro made it easy and I can't recommend them enough. So what I want you to do is I want you to head over to gantpro.com slash go slash timecrafting. And when you sign up, you'll get $50 off of Gantt Pro. So again, gantpro, G-A-N-T-T, pro.com slash go slash timecrafting. And you'll get $50 off when you sign up for Gantt Pro. I'd like to thank Gantt Pro for sponsoring this episode of the Productivity Podcast, making me fall in love with Gantt charts like I never thought I could. Thanks again, Gant Pro. Really appreciate it. Now, let's get back to the show. So it's Thursday, and today you're going to try uh, just doing client work stuff, right? Is that what you're going to try, like, John, today? Or what What? what, what are your thoughts? Because I want to know how yesterday went as well and what your thoughts are about how you're going to approach today. Well, you know what's funny? I was so focused on how yesterday went that I didn't even think about today. And I'm today's kind of an unusual day, although mm-hmm. I know they all are. Uh, let me get to, okay. So how did yesterday go? Mm -hmm. I cannot say enough about the power of focus and just having these boundaries around what you're supposed to be working on. So yesterday was audio and business development day. What ended up happening was I ended up doing audio for about mm, 90% of the day. But what was Mm -hmm. so awesome was I got two episodes of my own recorded and produced. So it was just like, whoa, the power of focus, amazing. And then when I sat down to do business development, I ripped off like 
I don't know, 10 emails. Cause, and I, and it was, what was cool about that was I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. So I went to a different room in the house with my laptop and I sat down and had all the Trello cards of all the people I needed to reach out to. And then I just kind of got in the groove after the second or third email of just reaching out to people. Oh, this email isn't perfect. Should I say, it's like, screw it. I'm just sending it. Cause that's what I'm doing right now. And then it was yep. great because all those emails were sent. Then I was dreading looking at my email this morning and I went to my email and nobody had responded. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, don't worry about it. You did what you were supposed to do. So it's, I can't say enough about there's, this focusing. I, I think there's an important, le- there's two important lessons there. Number one, and this is a quote that I've been throwing around a lot more lately, which is a Thomas Leonard quote, which is clarity affords focus. So I am clear that Wednesday is the day I'm supposed to focus on audio Therefore, I can focus on it, right? So it gives you that capability. But the second thing, and this is, I think, more even more compelling, and I think a lot more people struggle with this, is you send all those emails and then nobody responded. I think we have this this uh, innate bias in our head. I, I would say it's probably a confirmation bias that if we don't send an email when someone sends it to us immediately, that they are waiting for it. Like, you know what I mean? Or they're <laughs> going to respond immediately. Like, you know, but I think that's something that's in our head where it's, it's like, okay, I just got this email or I got this email. I need to send it because those, that person is clearly waiting for me to respond. They're not doing anything else until I respond. I mean, and, and that sounds insane to say out loud, but there, there is an element of truth to that going on in, in the back of our mind, mainly because it helps us justify why we need to take that time away from the thing that we probably should be doing and spending it on email far more often than we should. Now, what you did was different. You did, you, you went in and you focused on the missions that you had in email, uh, and, and dealt with them as opposed to dealing with any of the questions that may have arisen from, from people that are, you know, that, that might've sent you something. But I think what happens is we spend so much time in, in the trenches of email that, we're doing like this, it becomes almost like a, like a back and forth. Whereas you should go in say, okay, here are the ones I need to deal with that I knew I had to deal with when I went into them. And then I'll deal with whatever's come in and I'm going to get out of email and do the thing that like, I'm going to do the audio work. I'm going to do the other biz dev work that has nothing to do with email. And I think that there's, there's a, a real clear distinction there is that people need to get over themselves. <laughs> it's like no one, no one, no one is really waiting on you <laughs> yeah. uh, and, or, to that degree or not everybody is. Do well, you know what I mean? Yeah. And well, the other, I think the other thing it took away too is normally I would procrastinate on these emails all day long. I would see them. I would see the card first thing in the morning and I'd say, Oh, I need to write to that person. Oh, what am I going to say? Oh, I don't know. And then I would it would be this cloud that would hang over me all day. And then over the day, I would like slowly chip away at them. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the day, it had just like, I wasted so much energy over the whole course of the day, procrastinating, writing it, saving it, checking Facebook, coming back to it again, and then sending it and then being like, wow, I wonder if that person's really going to write back or not. Whereas this way, it was yeah. just like all at once. It was like, I guess it was the power of batching. It was just it's, like yeah, shipped it, it all it, out, and then it was just like okay, well, and the, then the fact that no one wrote back it was just like okay, I like okay, that's fine. I've got other things to do. Yeah, I, I think that like you know, and this is maybe a bit of a mixed metaphor, but I'll throw it out there anyway. It's like you know, when you have dishes at home, you're not going to do each dish one by one as they get put there. You're gonna, I mean, if you have a dishwasher, even better. But if you don't. You're going to say, okay, I'm going to wait till the dishes accumulate to the point where I actually have a batch of dishes to clean. And then 
I'll let them dry or I'll dry them, whatever you're going to do. And then I'll wait till the next batch. But because if you did it, if you're in a busy household on a weekend, let's say, and you've got a family of four and you're doing it for every time a dish comes to you, <laughs> you will. I mean, that's where you're going to be for most of the day. Right. But and that just sounds insane. It's exhausting, it's too. It is. It's exhausting because not only is it I'm doing the work, but I'm waiting for the work. Do you know what I mean? Like, so mm. you spend time waiting instead of actually executing. It's the same reason why, like, and when people talk to me about email, they'll say things like, like I will throw things out there. Like, how often do you check your physical mailbox at home? And they say, well, I check it once per day. Why? Well, mail will only arrive once a day. And I'll say, well, what if you did that to a degree with your email inbox? Like you checked it less frequently or instead of like, do you wait by your physical mailbox for the mail to arrive? Like, are you standing there waiting all day for it to arrive? Well, no, um, you know, because that would be silly. I'm like, so why do you do that with email? Like, why do you sit with email? Like, you wouldn't leave your door open waiting for the mail mail delivery carrier to arrive uh, all day. You just wait, like, you know, you have a general idea of when that mail might arrive and then you deal with it. And what's worse is that people, when they do get their physical mail, it's not like they look at it and put it back in the mailbox. they actually take it and do something but with email it's like all right i'll just leave that in my inbox which again is a a whole other conversation but i think the important thing is is when you and this this because i spend time here and i'm I'm, you know in this space and i'm i'm fairly you know philosophical about i have time to do some thought around it saying like why would you stand at your counter and do dishes all day instead of doing them when they need to be done right like what what or waiting for dishes to show up do the other things and then when you notice that there's dishes there that you need to take care of take care of them or don't like you have choice and and i think that like it'd be interesting for you tomorrow i mean this this i think this is something that's habit- that you're going to see has become habitual anyway but are like today which is thursday are you are you going to go with a singular theme or are you going to do kind of what you did on Wednesday, which is primarily like 90% of my stuff is going to be client work. And then 10% is going to be whatever the other thing is mainly for variety or for just to, um, no, something totally different. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Something totally different. First, why? well, Well, first of all, you've busted me again without realizing it on this conscious, what am I consciously picking for today? In my mind, it was really clear that I was consciously picking something. What's interesting was I really wanted to finish up the audio, like preparing the episodes because it's easy and I know exactly what to do. But it's like, mm-hmm. no, man, you can't do that. That's tomorrow. And I yeah. was like, oh, you're not allowed to do that because that's tomorrow. So then I was like, oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing today. Once I get done talking to you, I'm going to go to my co-working space. And then actually mm-hmm. in the meet in the afternoon, I am going to a business development function and I'm also going to a, a volunteer orientation for this thing I'm doing. So the whole afternoon is gone. So it's like, oh, wait, so what's today? Well, I don't have any clients, so it's not a client day. You know what? It's business development day. I actually do have a phone call in a couple hours. It's business development mm-hmm. related. So you know what? Today is only business development. And that means so I need you- to keep working on this webinar that I've been procrastinating on and needs to happen. So can you, so the other thing that I think is worth, and and I want you to sit on this for tomorrow is once you're, once Friday arrives and you've looked at the week, is there a semblance of consistency that you can have? So can every Thursday be biz dev day? And so therefore the default becomes, Hey, if I do biz dev, it's, it's primarily Thursday. I I don't want you to answer that right now because 
you can't do that until Friday, Thursday, <laughs> and even and even until Thursday's done, because there's always going to be something that shows. There's always going to be these aberrations and abstractions that show up in your schedule. Like for example, for me, Friday is deep work, but because I was ill for the past five weeks, I actually have a couple of meetings on Friday. But I was very clear with the people I was meeting with that this was an exception rather than the rule. And I mean, for me as an example, and you know this as my producer, is yesterday there were a lot of podcasts. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. So Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. That's things that showed up in the queue because it was my audio day and I got all of the audio that I needed to get done uh, all the way through until the, I think, the middle of June. And we're talking in the, you know, we're still in April. So I've got a whole bunch of those lined up and ready for you. The key is, is now next Wednesday, do I continue to make that progress? Do I add to that? Or do I focus on other things? But I'm not touching audio again until next Wednesday, because I did everything that I needed to do. And and the great thing is, is that what you also will be able to do when you get consistent with this stuff, and again, sit on this as well, is that people you work with, when they know, they will start to say, oh, well, Friday is the day that John finishes his audio, so I will. that's the due date I'll put on there, or that's the date I will assign, because there's some awareness there. So sit on that for tomorrow, and, and uh, uh, as, we, as we dive into the rest of Thursday, and, and uh, enjoy your business development today. All right. Thank you. Okay, we're going to take another break from the podcast to talk about our other sponsor for this episode, MetPro. Now, I've been using MetPro for, as of this recording, a little over five weeks. And I have to say that uh, from top to bottom, I am really impressed with what they offer. I'm, I've got a busy life. Right? I'm uh, running my own business. I have a family uh, you know, it's nearing the end as we're recording this of the school year. There's lots going on. I travel. I've got lots of irons in the fire. Uh, you just heard me talk about <laughs> in our previous commercial break. Lots of things going on. I've got this podcast. I got a daily podcast. So many things going on. And to to try to incorporate, uh, you know, health and and that and wellness into it. Even with my best efforts of using things like monthly themes and that, it can be a challenge. Well. What I love about MetPro is that they, they're they different in how they allow me to uh, put together a, a, a meal plan and an exercise plan and a health plan that really fits my lifestyle. And I've tried a lots of lots of different meal plans and exercise routines, and they just they haven't worked or they haven't stuck. But MetPro's coaches and experts, and I'm working with Megan specifically, um, th- she understands it, and they all do. And um, they're really trained to help people like you and people like me realize what your personal approach should be. So what MetPro does is it helps you live a healthy lifestyle by optimizing your metabolism so that you can achieve 
all of your health and nutrition goals. And that's a big thing because when you, you, you know, one of the things that I'm a big believer in is, of course, the idea of planning your meals and such. And I've got a theme day for that. But sometimes you don't think it's practical to plan seven days worth of meals. Let alone, and, and and there are different levels of meals that you don't know how much food to prep and you, you, you're, you, everything can get all very confusing. There's so many options out there. Well, when you're working with MetPro, uh, their unique approach to weight management provides you with an elite concierge experience. And that's the big deal. Like the, the fact that I can contact Megan and say, Hey, Megan, um, what I'm going out to eat tonight. What can I eat? She, I can send her the restaurant website and she could say, we'll order this, this, and this, if they have a menu, right? So I can, I can do that because what, what they're doing is they're looking at the macronutrients. There's lots of other things that go into it, but through your personal metabolic profiling assessment, they can figure out what what you need to be take, your intake needs to be, what you, how many times you need to have meals per day, all that stuff, what exercise program is going to work well for you. Again, I, I can't say enough good things. I have seen results you know, and my energy levels are great. Um, I'm not necessarily had to completely give up, you know, the things that I really love to, I, I have a beer every once in a while and there's no judgment with that either. That's the great thing. There's no judgment when that happens. It's just, but the, the fact that there's a framework there and I can go back to my meal plans and I can look at my exercise routines and I've got somebody there to help me with it. Every step of the way is huge. And so, what I want to do is offer you uh, the gateway to this very similar experience uh, in terms of what MetPro offers. Yours will be personalized to you, but I can tell you that I'm really happy with what MetPro has given me so far, and I know they can give you the same. So as a listener of the Productivities Podcast, you will receive a complimentary metabolic profiling assessment and a 30-minute consultation with a MetPro expert. All you need to do to make that happen is go to metpro.co slash timecrafting. That's all you need to do. Again, MetPro is a proven platform to help people transform their bodies. I've seen it myself. You know, your metabolism is constantly changing and adapting to your environment. We're in the summer now. It's that, that happens as you travel, things like that. Without identifying a starting point, it's hard to determine the right strategy. And so MetPro's coaches are not only educated experts in their field, which is hugely important, but they're, they've got an empathy about them that the people who have demanding schedules uh, and and stressful lives they understand that there's they understand that they have empathy and that's huge because you don't need that guilt attached to it there's no judgment they'll work one on one with you to identify the best nutrition and fitness strategy that's going to work for your personal goals and your lifestyle needs and using that pro will allow you to gain a wealth of knowledge about your metabolism and what methods will work best for your individual health goals i've noticed it i know you will too so again you want that complimentary metabolic profiling assessment and the 30-minute consultation. Get that with the MetPro expert. You just need to go to metpro.co slash timecrafting to make that happen. I know I've talked a bit about this, maybe a little bit too long, but I, I have to tell you, it's been a game changer for me. And I know MetPro can be a game changer for you as well. Again, metpro.co slash timecrafting. Check them out. You won't be sorry. In fact, you'll be glad that you did. I'd like to thank MetPro for sponsoring this episode of the Productivities Podcast. Now let's get back to the show. So, John, the end of the week is here. You've gone through four days. You're on day five. And I, I left you with a question yesterday, uh, especially considering how dependent you were on yesterday in answering this question, is do you think that taking some of your daily themes that you use this week, do you have a way or do you figure that keeping them consistent for next week and the week beyond is that something that you're going to give a give a try or 
What have you learned kind of over the past few days that you wanted to apply to take, you know, take going forward? Well, the jury's kind of out on that. Well, the, the, well, the first thing I will say is, yes, I agree with you that having multiple themes in a day, th- there's something that doesn't work about it. I think it's, I think it's the, the, well, what theming does is it, is it reduces the fragmentation so you can really focus. Right. So by adding multiple themes to a day, you're kind of like adding automatic fragmentation, which defeats the yeah. purpose. <laughs> yeah. You want, you want segment, you want segmentation, not fragmentation. So you want the theme affords you the ability to take those tasks and it depends on how narrow or wide your theme is as to how much you can segment it. So an example would be, for example, for me today, deep is deep work day. There's a lot of stuff that can fall into there, but it's very subjective. It's very personal. So for me, you know, things like writing, uh, research, reading, um, planning, all that stuff can fall into deep work. Uh, so it gives me the ability to look at all that stuff and make choices around that. Whereas I won't do things like audio video necessarily because those aren't, they don't have an entire day dedicated to them. Number one. And number two, uh, the, I can't, uh, as, as, as I mentioned to you, I mentioned to you this off the call is that my, my son is home today. It's no school today. So the ability for me to sit down and go, okay, let's make a video is much lower because of the fact that my son's home than for me to sit and read because I can, you know, put down a book and just pick it back up and keep going again versus hold on, let me reset. Let me, you know, so I think if your themes are, I I like to call it like the Goldilocks effect, right? Where it's not too hard, too soft. It's just right. Once you do this consistently. And I think that that's, that's one of the keys you find out what your just right is, not just for your daily theme, but you know, how many daily themes you should have. Should Mm. you have, more than one day a week that has a day like that. And that takes, again, that's why it's you're crafting your time. A crafts person never really stops. Right. Yeah. And that's why I guess I'm a little like there was part of me that as I sat down today that just kind of wanted to say, well, let me just decide today what today's theme is going to be. And I like, yeah, there's this like deep part of me that's resisting this whole thing that I'm going to say, you know, the themes are locked to particular days and I've got to follow it. Like there's something in me that doesn't like it, but I'm also seeing that back to the random, the random subconscious misguided approach I was doing before, I could easily fall in that, fall into that again. If I just start the day by like, well, what theme seems to fit today based on all the stuff there is to do. Right. So, right. And, 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 I and, and I think the, the, the other thing to keep in mind is, is what, what's happening here too, is that, you know, and, and we've heard this from people like Tony Robbins before, where humans need both certainty and uncertainty. So you have to kind of trick it, right? You know what I mean? Because right now what you're saying is, well, I like to kind of fly by the seat <laughs> of my pants a little bit, which is uncertain, right? That's correct. That's uncertain. But what you can do is you can say, okay, I know that today is my business development day. That is locked. But what does that mean? There's the uncertainty can lie within that. So again, when you wake up in the morning or when I wake up in the morning and whoever follows this, instead of asking the question, what am I going to do today first without having any sort of uh, data or criteria to look at, the question becomes, well, what day is it? Even if you ask yourself that question first of what am I going to do today? The answer is you catch yourself. Hold on. Well, wait a minute. What day is it? Oh, it's Friday. Okay, Friday's deep work day. Then the question becomes, 
what kind of deep work am I going to do today? So you've automatically segmented your to-do list to that to those things that you qualify as as deep work. And then you could say, okay, well, there's now instead of 372 things that I could possibly do, now there's maybe 32. Okay. And then you can go from there. You could leave it at, okay, I'm going to try to get all 32 of these things done. Or you could say, and this is where you can get deeper into things like like your weekly project. Like you did you did a weekly sprint this week. Okay. Well, what what of those tasks are close are related to my weekly sprint of this particular? Oh, there's only three. Great. I'll start with those. Uh, or if you have a monthly theme, well, which of these deep work tasks are most closely aligned with my monthly theme? Which ones are going to help me move my monthly thing forward? And then you go from 32 down to 12. So all of a sudden, what you're doing is you're playing this kind of logic game with yourself and trying to remove some of the emotion from the equation. Yeah. Because the emotion, where the, the emotion should go is into the actual tasks themselves. Like when you're working on the tasks, because then you can add, you know, the passion, the, the, the drive, like all those kind of things can go into. The, but once you let emotion kind of show up, even, and that's why some people, as we go forward, like, I mean, we, we're not going to talk on the weekend, obviously, but there are people, including myself, who I say, you know, like, give your weekend days a theme as well. Because that way, when you wake up on a Saturday and it's your family day, well, what falls into family? Well, family activities, anything you want to do with your kids, anything. But also, like, errands. Like, maybe you're going to go do, you know, grocery shopping because that's the day that you're doing that for your family. Or, hey, it's time to do laundry. Why? Because that's for the family and that's when we're going to do. So all of a sudden, you start to kind of, compartmentalize these things a bit better. So you still have freedom within the framework. And the great thing is, is you kind of get to decide what elements of the framework, what what are the particular elements of the framework? So you don't have to feel too, um, too, too rigid about, you know, like, cause you don't want to make like a Thursday, like a Friday, like you don't want to call it, um, I'm going to work, uh, it, I'm going to call it, uh, you know, um, Let's call it like kitchen day or something like that. Well, <laughs> there's only so many things you can do in the kitchen. And then 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 all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, I've done all those. Now what do I do? And then that other part of your brain that wants the freedom goes, woohoo, I can do whatever I want now. And then you end up doing less stuff, you know, largely because there's no there's nothing to kind of funnel your focus. How many days or how many weeks do you recommend people practice a group of themes for their days before they like mix them up and say, Oh, it's not working. I say minimum of, uh, four weeks and, uh, you really won't get a true sense of how proactive you can be until you've done it for about three months. Well, that's really good to say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking you're going to say "Ah, a couple weeks. No, 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 no. Because the first thing you have to do is, and you're fortunate because you were able to look at your week and go, okay. Um, I could do these now. Most people, when they start talking about theming their time, they, they, they immediately, again, this is confirmation by Sean. There's no way I can do that. Look at my week. I'm like, well, don't look at this week. Look three weeks down the road. That's where we should start. And they're like, but, 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 but I want to do it now. I'm like, no, the things you can do now are like journaling because you can pick, pick up a pen and paper and start journaling or capture better. Like those two things you can do immediately right away. But you can't do things like, you know, kind of, uh, you know, get your cadence down of what your schedule looks like, because there's already things on the schedule that might not normally be there. And in fact, if, if when I'm working with a client, if they are, if, if we look three weeks ahead and there's a holiday that falls during that 
one of those three weeks, we, we look another week beyond that because that's an, that's an anomaly, right? That's, that's kind of a, an absurd, you know, an aberration on what their week would look like. So then we can look at, you know, oh, well, look, Tuesdays are the days where I mostly have meetings with people. Okay, well, then maybe Monday should be, you know, preparation day where you're prepping the week, you're prepping for meetings, you're prepping for this. And then Tuesday is, you know, networking day because you're meeting with people, but you're also going to do other kinds of networking. Or maybe it's communication day because meetings are a form of communication. And so that's where you kind of work with it. But then you have to you have to let it kind of foster. You have to kind of let it let it percolate because. Otherwise, if you and that's why you don't want to change, you don't want to say, well, this Wednesday is audio day and next Thursday is audio. Yeah, day. because then there's there's no consistency. Your brain doesn't go, well, what day is it? like you want to be able to, okay. to okay. know immediately what it is. <laughs> so what I'm so hearing, that's, tr- that's the tricky part. Yeah, right? so- it, 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 and it's only trick. It's only like I say, it's simple, but it's not easy. If You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's the thing, because you're you're going against the grain. You've got confirmation bias showing up saying, no, this doesn't work. I can't I can't possibly do this. No one else really does this. How am I going to do this? And then you've got, uh, you know, the way you've always done it, right? That always shows up. So it's going to take, you're creating a new neural pathway, which takes time yeah, and, and th- effort and energy. And I think that would be, I don't know how you, I haven't gone through your program, so I don't know how you set this up with people, but it seems like it'd be really valuable to say, this system is really valuable and it works, but you can't implement it overnight. In other words, uh, it's interesting to me to think, okay, there's like two or three weeks of runway to start. Then there's mm-hmm. three or four weeks or more of actually practicing it. And then there's the three months later when you're like really seeing the benefits. But yeah, you, you do, know, it's funny. But th- yeah. that makes it sound like, oh, there's no payoff until four months from now. But like, as I've been saying the last five days, <laughs> I had immediate benefits. So I think people will yeah. still see immediate benefits but yet it's not something that you can like build, rebuild or build new well, neuro pathways overnight. Right. And so, see, here's the thing. So it, depending on who I'm working with or who I'm talking to, if, if people, I can get a sense of people who want like the immediate results and if they're going to jump ship early. So we'll theme the, we'll theme one day earlier. So we'll like, like obviously like a, we'll look at their schedule and go, which day of these is fairly consistent. And we might do one day to start. So there's two ways to do it. Either we look three weeks ahead and really dive deep. And then what I do is, um, which is kind of tricky, I guess, is I have them chronicle like what their days look like all the way leading up to that point, which means I'm getting them journaling like right away, which they don't really realize until they actually I'm like, (laughs) so how did you, you know, and it's like because you you want you want because because the tricky part is that the other thing is, is that the results aren't always quantitative. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not always. Oh, look at all of the 43 things I did today, because sometimes the, the results are, man, I finally wrote, started writing. Yes. Today. And that's what right? I have. That's what I have found. That's what I found this week is I feel like I'm I'm a completer. I'm getting stuff mm-hmm. like I'm getting stuff from the beginning to the end instead yep. of starting 10 things and getting them all 60 to 70 to 80 percent done and being doing done feels li- so just, good. Yeah. It or just doing so a bunch good. of little things. Yeah, just yes. doing a bunch of little, because we end up, and, and that's one of the things, and I mean, I, I you know, I'm, I was a student of getting things done. You know, I, I love following it, but one of the, the there's a, I, some of the flaws, and again, again, I think a lot of it is, is human because I think it's just human nature that it, there's some resistance to systems is the, 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 the way it's taught or the way it's absorbed by a lot of people 
is it's about capturing and doing, capturing and doing, which is not entirely the case because the capturing and the doing right away, like you end up spending in your time on what David Allen calls the runway, right? Which is like the, the, the lower, and you never really, a lot of people never really get to like the 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 feet because they spend so much time. Someone told me this once and I thought it was hilarious, like polishing the runway, which is like the little tasks that, <laughs> that make you feel like you're getting stuff done. But really you're still like, if you're on, a, if you're flying, uh, you know, you want to get off the runway as soon as possible. You don't want to be on the run. You're not going to go very far. Right. Um, and, and any flights that are going any great distance are at that 30,000 to 40,000 feet kind of level. So but but what this does is it kind of says, OK, look, you know, I don't want you to focus on. We have to change some habitual things first. We have to change like how you associate your time with your tasks and vice versa. And the only way to do that, sure, you've got to capture things. Sure, you've got like both in terms of the things you need to do and then the things you've done through journaling. But the other thing is you need to kind of figure out when you need to you need to put some human components and you need to personalize it. And then that kind of it draws you in more than the that's what should draw you in more than the how many things can I get done in a day, you know, because of the system. And again, I think it's how I think it's the way human nature kind of works that the idea and it's the way society works. It's productivity is about getting as much done as possible in as little time as possible, which is, and, and that's not the actual definition of what productivity is, but I think that's what it's been kind of co-opted and corrupted into because we live in the culture of speed and, 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 uh, you know, if you don't get it done, someone else is going to get done before you, all that stuff. But really productivity is about first and foremost, intention and attention. Um, if you want to be less overwhelmed and less, you know, and more productive, then you need to say, okay, well, what, what do I really want to do and need to do? And then the second thing is I don't want to be overwhelmed and I want to be productive with that. So how do I pay attention to those things? And, and some of the easiest things to do is to say, okay, well, I'm going to allot a period of time to work on that kind of stuff. But sometimes people go too far the other way, John, and they'll say, well, I'm going to schedule every moment of the day. That doesn't work Problem either. <laughs> no, because then, because then you have no flexibility and if you don't get a task done during that time period because of something that that happened, then then regret shows up and worse regret can turn into shame. And then you've got this task that just keeps migrating its way, uh, you know, across your calendar until it just it doesn't matter anymore or you can't find room for it or it just gets dropped off. Whereas if you the theming works, because what you're saying is this day, my overarching focus are tasks that are aligned with this aspect of my work, my life, whatever. And then you can fit the tasks that you need and want to do inside of that, you know, that kind of space, as opposed to having a limited amount of space and a very specific thing that should be done in that space. Not, no, not many people have that freedom to say, I can dedicate an entire day to working on one project. It's not, you know, the world generally doesn't work that way. Plus, human, we generally run out of steam, too. Like, you couldn't – the reason you said you're going to take a whole week to work on this one thing is there's no way that your energy and focus would allow you to do it all in one day. Would that be correct to, to yeah, say? Totally. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so this is why I think – and this is one of the reasons why um, I want to talk to people like you who are either not – like, they're, they're, they're just learning or they're figuring this stuff out. But I also want to talk to people 
who, you know, who are, they just, I just want to hear how their, how their week works. Mm-hmm. Right. Because some people are going to be very successful or they're very kind of, I want them to, it's not so much about, um, I think one of the things that I want to discover or tell a story of is how a week works for anyone, for people who are either used to working in one way and they're just kind of going through the motions because that's all that they've known and that's all that they figured that they can do. And then I want to talk to people who kind of figured it out or figured it out for themselves and it, it kind of create some mental models for other people to kind of follow whether that includes theming your time or journaling or capturing, I mean, elements of time crafting, I'm sure will show up because it's not like the things I'm talking about. I mean, it, when people say, you know, I can't theme my days, often what I'll show them is they've been doing it already at least one day of the week and they just didn't really think about it. They didn't, they didn't put a, they didn't put a label on it. So I think that, that, you know, if you can start to, and I think this has happened and I don't want to kind of close up here soon with this idea that, you know, how there's that saying, how you live your day is how you live your life. And I think that it's the compound. So how you live your day, what you do in a day affects how you, how, how the week turns out for you, which therefore how your months, like, I think it compounds. Um, I think the day, the life thing is fairly simplistic in terms of quantitative. (laughs) I think it's, it's probably like how you, how you are as a person, how you, you know, how you, uh, I think it's, it's, it, 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 you can't get too specific with that stuff because, um, you know, that kind of quote can be very glib <laughs> where it's like, I, Oh, well, God, I, you know, I, 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 I check email first thing in the morning. So that means I, how does that affect my life? Like, what does that mean? Like, it's hard <laughs> to wrap your head around that. Right. Yeah. But, but when you start to break it down, that's why I hate new year's resolutions too, because it's just so big to, but when you say, Hey, you know what? Every Monday I focus on this kind of stuff. Every Tuesday I focus on this, you know, my months, I've already got 12, you know, months this week I'm doing, I'm focusing on one particular project and my daily themes are kind of helping me funnel what kind of activities I will do every day of the week to get to that point. So what today, as we wrap up, like, what is your, you said you woke up today and you're kind of like, what am I going to like? There's no real. <laughs> well, like, I, I had did what, what was great was knowing that I was talking to you. I was like, I got to have my ducks in a row. So I sat down <laughs> and I looked at stuff and I started to talk myself out of the theme that I had picked. And because like I have, what was the, what, what, what was the theme you picked? Th- well, the theme that, that I, that I said on Monday for today is product development, which is close okay. to business development. Anyway, this whole thing around this webinar that I'm working on, it's product development. What was sure. what was going to happen was I'm I've got this podcast of mine that I want to publish on Saturday that's like 95 or 90% ready and I wanted to make it audio day cuz I wanted to do audio stuff cuz it's easy and it's more fun than creating this webinar. And it's, but I, and, it, and it's the and it's the end of the week. That yes. makes total sense. A lot of people do stuff at the end of the week that either they can ramp down or They'll do triage. Like I have a lot of people that put Friday as their triage day where they'll label tasks that they need to kind of at least check in on or yeah. wrap up before the weekends. And that's fine. Just call it a triage day. But anyway, so like that's the thing is Friday is kind of like the day where most people are checked out. <laughs> so yeah, what, and I what, hadn't planned. What matches that? Yeah, and so I hadn't really thought that hadn't occurred to me so much as like, well, Friday, I don't have any meetings, so it's going to be a quiet day. So I can do this. So we'll kind of see. I'm still, my plan for today is to forge ahead with the product 
development webinar thing. And then instead of calling it also an audio day, it's going to be all business develop, all product development today with, you know, 30 minutes to finalize this episode and get it ready to publish tomorrow. So it's not audio day and that's okay. Well, and that's the thing too, is that things will show up in your theme days. Like you can't, I mean, you can control your focus for a day, but sometimes things show up and the only thing you can do is control how to get focus again. So for example, you know, you and I are have, I don't have meetings on Fridays. We are having a meeting right now. And that obviously that rule is going to change with the way we're going to do the the way I'm going to proceed with, with this podcast. But uh, the only meeting I will have on a Friday will be this. Everything else, there's no mm-hmm. no one can book time with me on Friday at all. Yeah, me because either. otherwise, otherwise there's no such thing as deep work because I know my brain will know. I wonder if I have a meeting today. I wonder if I have a meeting today. Well, no. I mean, if I know that, well, what? Instead, the question becomes, what time am I talking to this guest today for ten minutes or maybe longer, but mostly ten minutes? Uh, oh, it's this time. Okay, great. That's it, right? Or um, the second one would be, okay, this person couldn't meet with me every day of the week. So we're meeting basically on Friday. So the only thing I'm going to person I'm going to talk to today is going to be about, you know, how their week worked. And, uh, that's the only thing like I, I can have that certainty of two things certain that I know that there will be someone I will be talking to, but it will be related to the podcast. And number two, I am certain that there is no one else. So that after that, I can be certain that I can focus on the other things. If you have a meeting that shows up on a Thursday and you normally like you're okay with meetings on Thursday and yesterday, Thursday was biz dev, then you're going to go into that meeting and it may have nothing to do with biz dev, but then all of a sudden you come out of the meeting and instead of going, well, now what do I do? Which means most people jump into email. <laughs> Check my you email. Go, okay. Yeah. So now you're going, okay, well, no, it's Thursday biz dev. Let's just get right back in. You've got this, this, this pull that pulls you back in as opposed to something that pushes you away. Cause that's what these meetings and, and, and abstractions do is they push you away from your focus. And what these focus points do, these, these themes is they pull you back in. So, uh, you know, when you're pushed away, you, you, you have a bit of distance. Um, and the, the, the problem is if you have nothing to kind of nothing on the horizon that you can see like a landmark, then you're like, okay, I'm lost. Oh, look, email. Like, there's a familiar sign. I'll go do that, right? Whereas <laughs> if you're like, no, no, I'm looking for the sign that says business development. Oh, there it is. Let me go to that, right? So, you no, know, that a, can happen. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good way to oh, wrap yeah. No, that's a good way to, like, tie this all up is the other thing that's occurring to me as we're talking is I could have been much further along today if I had strategically planned today last night. Mm-hmm. And I, yep. I went to that, I went to those two different events and I got home and stuff happened and it was really nice outside. And then any, he, <laughs> any number of distractions. Great, he, he, but here's the great thing, John, once you do it consistently, yes. then the planning, the planning happens almost like everything kind of migrates there anyway. Right. So but, yeah. And I guess what I'm wanting to encourage people to do, and I can't say this strongly enough just like where we started on Monday with like John thought he had a plan for the week and he didn't have a clue. (laughs) I thought I kind of knew what I was doing today, but I didn't sit down to intentionally plan it last night. So this intention, you have to intentionally do it preferably in advance and then you will see the big wins. So that's what, that's another big takeaway from this that I'm going to try to put into place. And so there you have it. That that's kind of the process that we go through with clients that are, you know, generally that are more involved with an intensive. And, and I mean, when it comes to 
the work that I do in teaching time crafting. Uh, sometimes it happens in real intense, intensive situations, you know, like we do it over uh, four weeks for 30 days. Sometimes it's a long, you know, longer periods of time. I work with people on an annual basis. So there's lots of different things that we can do, but I wanted to show you a little bit about how that works. So putting some of that stuff into practice and maybe putting a bit of the focus on time crafting in this episode and, and my methods uh, more so than, say, a guest. Now, if you liked what you heard uh, and you want to hear more every once in a while, uh, again, podcast at productivityist.com, you can do that for sure. If you're like, yeah, you know what? Uh, it's nice, uh, but I want a completely different episode. I could see that living like that. Again, the same thing. And if you're like, you know what, Mike, it was a nice experiment. Thanks for showing us a little bit behind the scenes, but I really do prefer what you're doing uh, because, you know, the old adage, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So that's what we wanted to do in this episode. And I figure it's kind of fitting, especially when you're talking about, you know, one of our sponsors for this episode who I'd like to thank, which is MetPro. Uh, you know, I went through some experiments with MetPro in, try, in terms of trying out the program. And so I really wanted to kind of give you a sense of what that looked like for, for my work. And MetPro can do a lot for you in terms of fitness, nutrition, and, and lifestyle coaching. Uh, I, I encourage you to give them a try. Again, if you go to uh, the following URL, metpro.co slash timecrafting, you will get a free complimentary as as a bit redundant there, but a complimentary metabolic profiling assessment and a 30-minute consultation with a MetPro expert. So again, go to metpro.co slash timecrafting, and you'll be able to make that happen. I'd like to thank our other sponsor as well. And again, you know, it's interesting as, you know, when you're putting together this kind of episode, you need to have some kind of timeline, some time of framework, uh, some kind of framework. And, and you know, Gantt Pro has helping me with other projects, not so much this one, but other projects And as I've incorporated Gantt charts into my workflow, Gantt Pro has allowed me to do that. So what I want you to do is head over to gantpro.com slash go slash timecrafting, and you'll get $50 off when you sign up for Gantt Pro. So again, go to Gantt Pro, that's G-A-N-T-T pro.com slash go slash timecrafting, and you'll get that $50 off when you sign up for Gantt Pro. So I'd like to thank both of our sponsors for helping us out with this episode. And, and I'd like to thank John Polstra for basically being for like the guinea pig, but also the producer of this episode. I'd like to thank Connie for putting the show notes together as always. And I'd like to thank you for listening. Thanks so much for uh, being part of this show. Uh, again, if you like the show, uh, ratings and reviews in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, uh, Google Podcasts, um, Castro. There's so many overcast. There's lots of different podcast platforms. We're on every single one. So uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, a rating and review is really, really helpful. It helps us know what we're doing right and what we can improve upon. Uh, that's it for this week. Thanks again so much for joining me on this episode. And thanks to those of you who've been around for uh, upwards of 250 episodes of this podcast. We are hurtling quickly uh, towards the, you know, the, the the five year mark of doing this show. And I I there's no signs of slowing down. Yes, we might do an occasional experimental episode like this one, but no signs of slowing down. We've got lots of great guests coming up, so I hope you'll stick around and subscribe to the show as well. Again, that's it for now. Until next time, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivity Podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. See you later.